When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. The longest game week ever is finally over, thank God. We had to wait two weeks for a boring 0-0 draw between Burnley and Watford to round up game week 23, a game week that most fantasy managers will never want to speak about again. Thankfully, there's another game week just around the corner. On today's podcast, I'll discuss the upcoming double game week schedule, go through the game week 23 shoutouts, do a quick game week review, update the watch list, answer Twitter questions and cover captaincy and transfers for game week 24. It's a midweek deadline this week, Tuesday 6.15pm UK time. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, which I recommend doing so, use the following link, theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod, to avail of the latest discount for new subscribers. Before I get stuck into the usual podcast sections, I want to do a brief rundown of what the next few game weeks look like for those who have completely switched off for the past two weeks. So during the break, we got confirmation of a big double game week 26, much bigger than we expected. So we've got a big double game week on the horizon in three game weeks time. So it's game week 24 this midweek, which has nine fixtures. Chelsea and Brighton don't feature in this game week, so time to sell your Chelsea assets because they also don't play in game week 25. So in that game week 25, which is a double game week for Manchester United and Brighton, Chelsea and Arsenal don't play in game week 25. So double for Manchester United and Brighton in 25. Chelsea and Arsenal don't have a fixture. And then it's the big one, game week 26, a double game week for eight teams, most notably Liverpool and Arsenal. Tottenham, Leeds, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Burnley and Watford also have two fixtures in double game week 26. So lots of debate which I'll cover later in the podcast, whether we triple captain in 26 on Mohamed Salah. Liverpool have two very good fixtures. Some managers, I think, will also bench boost if the bench is looking pretty good for it. And some people will even free hit that game week. So lots of options over the next couple of game weeks. So with all of this information and reduced numbers in the Premier League COVID testing, we can start planning a bit more now, which is very welcome. The rules have been changed for teams requesting postponements as well, which will hopefully result in very few games getting called off from now on. So it's good to be able to plan a bit more. There's probably still going to be a few you know, spanners thrown in here and there, but at least now we've got the double game weeks a couple of game weeks in advance. Obviously, there's still more fixtures to get rearranged, but it feels a bit more like a normal season going into game week 24 with the information and the reduced COVID issues as well. The shoutouts from Game Week 23, we have a new member to the 59th Minute Club and a very high profile member he is. Welcome Raheem Sterling from Manchester City. 59th Minute substitution, just a one-pointer against Southampton to frustrate his owners. 
Notable mentions, Marcus Alonso, who was in my team, managed just three minutes. And of course, Chelsea kept a clean sheet without him. Tarek Lamptey, again, only managed 28 minutes. Onto the midfielders, Tom Cleverly. A few people tagged me in tweets about Cleverly, thinking that he joined the club. But on further investigation, it was a 58th minute appearance for Cleverly. And it's funny, Cleverly recently has had a 58 and a 57. So surely... He's going to join the club very soon. Lucas Moura at Tottenham, just 34 minutes. Elanga at Manchester United, just 61 minutes, which I think kills him off a bit as an option. And up front, Edward, 67 minutes. Now, lots of talk about Edward because Crystal Palace have got excellent fixtures coming up. They've got the double game week as well, albeit one of those games is against Chelsea. I removed Edward from the watch list recently but I've added him back this week because I didn't realise how good the fixtures were for Crystal Palace. Now, issues are there's lots of rotation there. All the players are back from the African Cup of Nations, players like Wilfred Zaha. But I still think Edward will be first choice more often than not. The minutes are not ideal. I looked at the last five game weeks for Edward at 67-65. Then he had two 90 minutes before that, but then it was a 62 five game weeks back so very often you're only getting that 60 to 70 minutes from Edward which quite often is enough to be fair you know he scored enough goals this season I think to justify what his FPL price is so he's back on my radar mainly because of fixtures but I do have those concerns over minutes which in the end will probably put me off him a very quick review of Game Week 23 because I don't think anyone wants to dwell on it. I saved my transfer going into the Game Week because I wanted to have two frees for this Game Week basically to make it easier to get Mohamed Salah back. Although those plans might have changed now. I resisted the urge to go for Dennis. I was tempted to get Dennis in probably for Ronaldo or Antonio. Uh, thankfully, blessing in disguise that I didn't go there. I also was very close. I mentioned it in the last podcast. I was thinking about Alonso out for Luka Dean. And I kind of regret that, obviously, given Luka Dean got his 12-pointer and he's still got the good fixtures to come. So sometimes myself and Zof talked about this on our Elite Manager Series episode during the break, that sometimes we're, we're too patient and sometimes it, it comes back to bite us. And I think the Alonso to Luka Dean is a, is a good example there. So overall, small red arrow, 17k to 18k which is fine. I've dropped from 8k to 18k in recent game weeks, which was very frustrating. But the two-week break has given me the perspective I needed ahead of the final 15 game weeks of the campaign. And I've said to myself, if I can finish inside the top 10k, I'll be absolutely delighted in what has been a very tricky season to navigate. The good and the bad, not much good. Ben Foster got me six points, but he missed the first game. Jota got me five, and that was it. Uh, Although Foster got me six, Ramsdale was on my bench with eight points, so that was frustrating. The bad, Josh King captain, like many people, just six points. And blanks for Trent, Alonso, Cancelo, Bernardo, Martinelli, Rafinha, Bowen and Ronaldo. So yes, a game week to forget, so let's move on. A watch list update now ahead of the next couple of game weeks. First of all, players removed. Removed four players during the break. Matt Loughton from Burnley because he's lost his place to Connor Roberts. So that kills him off as an option. Tarek Lamptey off the watch list again. He's like a yo-yo. He's on it. He's off it. Lamptey's gone again because of minutes. I prefer Cucurella. And there's another Brighton defender I prefer as well who I'll mention when it comes to players added also removed Regulon from Tottenham. I just don't like the rotation with the Tottenham wingbacks. Sessegnon 
and Matt Doherty are getting minutes. So the likes of Emerson Royale and Regulon, I feel like it's too risky to go there because we're never sure of getting starts from them, especially in a double game week. You know, when you go for double game week players, Tottenham have one in game week 26. Can you be sure that Regulon will start both games? I don't think we can, so I think it's better to go elsewhere. Also removed is Alanga from Manchester United down to minutes. I don't expect him to get a huge amount of minutes. He is very cheap. He could be a, maybe an, an eighth attacker option for your team, but I think he takes up a valuable Manchester United spot when we've got the likes of Bruno, David De Gea, uh, possibly Dallow now as well, who I think are all better options. Uh, I probably should mention Ronaldo there as well, although he hasn't done much recently. Players added to the watch list. Defenders, first of all. I mentioned Brighton. Joel Veltman. I didn't realise how cheap he was. He's down to 4.2 million. Dan Byrne has left. Lewis Dunk is back from injury. So those two kind of cancel each other out. So I expect Veltman to continue to get starts. I expect him to be first choice. You know, looking through their squad list on the FPL website. You know, Shane Duffy's in there. Doesn't get many minutes. I think Veltman will keep his place in the starting eleven, Whether it's as one of the three centre-backs... Or, you know, on the right when when Lamptey doesn't start games. So, Veltman 4.2, very good enabler. I think a lot of people are going to be looking to make moves for the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes, you know, the Spurs guys, Kane and Son over the next few game weeks. And if you're looking for cash, downgrading to Veltman in defence, I think it's going to be a popular transfer. Another cheap defender added to the watch list, Dallow from Manchester United, who I mentioned. Article on The Athletic this morning talking about how... Basically, why Dallow is the first choice right back now. Uh, and that was music to my ears. And basically, I added him to the watch list after reading that. I had my doubts over him. You know, there's always that slight fear of rotation. But I think it's quite clear now that Dallow is first choice under Ranić, And at 4.5 million, he is the cheapest route in to the Manchester United defence. So for someone like me, who doesn't have David De Gea, it's quite attractive to get in on the Manchester United defence with Dallow to counteract those De Gea clean sheets if they come. And obviously Dallow has got a lot of attacking potential. I think he got three bonus points in the last game as well against West Ham. So he's, he's going to do well on the BPS when we keep clean sheets. So Dallow, much higher in my thinking now than he was a couple of days ago. Also added due to the recent double game week announcement is Kieran Tierney at Arsenal. Now obviously Arsenal have got a blank in 25 and a blank in 27 but they've got good fixtures around that and they've got the double game week in 26. Now, if you're in my scenario and if you can get away with benching Tierney in 25, if you've got a decent replacement, and if you're looking likely to free hit in 27, then I think it's absolutely fine to bring in an Arsenal defender this week. And I think Tierney is the most attractive. You know, he gets forward, does well in the BPS as well. And has been fit for a while now famous last words there but hopefully those injury issues are behind him just an exciting option playing for a pretty good defense well i like the idea of a ramsdale tierney double up for that double game week in 26 also added andrew robertson from liverpool lots of debate these days as well do we move away from jota to go to robertson i don't think it's worth making the switch i don't think it's worth you know using two free transfers to do so but if you're on a wild card for example i would be very tempted to go robertson for the double liverpool defense with trent alexander arnold but at the same time i see no reason to sell jota at the moment still very happy a very happy owner but robertson certainly been doing the business recently and could do well for the rest of the season so that's the defenders added veltman dallow tierney and robertson Onto the midfielders, Hyungman's son is back from injury and he's straight onto the watch list. Double game week on the horizon there as well. So good to have another premium option in midfield. 
Marcus Rashford a little bit cheaper than Son. He's got two goals in his last two game weeks. I think both of them were from the bench because his minutes were quite low in both games. Obviously, there's a, an extra spot in the United attack now with Greenwood out of the picture. And the thing I like most about Rashford is I think he's looked better. He's looked a little bit hungrier in those appearances from the bench recently. He's got those goals, which will obviously help his confidence as well. So I think as a differential, Rashford is a good option for the next couple of game weeks. If you're looking to make up ground, maybe he's someone you could look to. Another differential is Buendia at Aston Villa. Very impressive over the last four or five game weeks. All the focus has been on Coutinho as the high-profile new signing, but Buendia is very quietly going about his business. I think he's about 0.7 or 0.8 cheaper than Coutinho as well. So if you can't quite stretch to Coutinho, I think Buendia is a very good alternative as well. And Corney at Burnley is back from the African Cup of Nations, played against Watford, watched most of that game for my sins. Corney passed the eye test for me is again. The thing I like about Corney, number one, he's out of position. Number two, even though it was their first game, I thought himself and Weghorst linked up quite well. You know, Weghorst, big guy, looking for a lot of knock-ons for Corney to run onto. But the thing I like about Corney most as an FPL manager is he is shoot on sight. When he gets the ball, edge of the box, you know he's going to try and beat the man and get a shot away. And he did it on a couple of occasions up against Ben Foster, who made one very good save on one occasion. So Corney, I think he's 5.9 million. Lots of fixtures to come for Burnley. So he is straight back on the watch list. I like him as an option. Up front, again, not too many options. Edward, who I mentioned, is back on the watch list, as is Daka from Leicester. Although watching some of that Nottingham Forest game yesterday makes it very, very difficult to invest in Leicester assets at the moment. I think we're better buying players who are playing against Leicester at the moment. Uh, and one Mohamed Salah does this week if he's back and fit to start. So Daka on the watch list, but I feel like he'll probably be removed again next week because I don't see myself buying Leicester assets, even though they're another team like Burnley who've got lots of fixtures to make up. But it doesn't really matter if the team's rubbish. Uh, I think we've probably learned that from Watford in the most recent double game week. If a team's rubbish, even if they've got loads of fixtures, we shouldn't be in a huge rush to go and buy them. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Moving on now to the questions from Twitter. Thanks as always to everyone who sent those in. Picked out 10 of the best. The first one is from Big Johnny Small. What strategy would you go for with all chips left to use? So this is the scenario I'm in. I've got my wildcard and I've got all chips, including both of the free hits. Now, the first thing I'll say about chip strategy, as always, 
It's very much team dependent because we're all at a different point right now in terms of what players we own. So it's, this is something you really need to sit down with, open up Ben Crellin's fixture spreadsheet and have your own team beside it and just figure out what is best for you. You don't have to follow conventional, popular Twitter strategies. You know, Think outside the box as well and do what is right for your squad. There's probably a few gains to be made if you can play it right you know, going against the crowd. But my strategy, usually I tend to just keep it simple. Uh, at the moment, my team is well set up. I've got quite a few double game week players for give me 26. So I don't, straight away, I don't need to free hit in give me 26. Now, what I'm looking at is, if I'm going to keep it simple, triple captain Salah in give me 26. Because Liverpool have got two amazing fixtures and Salah is the best player in the league. Then I would look to free hit in give me 27. Because I've currently got Ramsdale and Martinelli. I've currently got two Liverpool players as well. Salah will come in and give me 26. So that that will get, bring me to five players from Liverpool and Arsenal who don't play and give me 27. And there's a, there's a chance I might end up buying Tierney as well to bring me to six players from those two clubs. So for my specific scenario, to me, free hit 27 is a very easy choice. Now, if you've got less Liverpool and Arsenal players, you can look at alternative plans for that. In terms of the second free hit chip, I haven't given it too much thought yet. I just like the idea of having it for whenever I feel is best. And as the weeks go, we'll get more information, uh, you know, in terms of FA Cup results and all that kind of stuff. If game week 30 is an option. You know, that's going to be the big blank game week where we might only have three, four, five fixtures. That's, you know, that that's an option for free hit, whether you've got one or whether you've got two. So that's basically need to wait and see how many fixtures are going to be in that game week. And if the, you know, if the teams are rubbish or I've, I've got quite a few players already from that game week, then maybe the free hit can be can be kept for later. So I'm quite flexible on the second free hit chip. Wild cards, given that my squad is looking pretty healthy at the moment, I don't see myself using it anytime soon. The plan will probably be you know, wildcard at some point between game week 31 and game week 35 and then look to bench boost in game week 36. So that is my early thoughts and everything is flexible. You know, things can change. I'm not going to say I'm 100% going to triple captain Salah because maybe, you know, as the time gets closer, I might look at, I might even look at bench boost. Uh, you know, that's something, I think I've got Foster, Dawson and Liberamento as some of my bench players. So there's, you know, Foster's got a double game week. Ramsdale's got a double game week. So I could look to bench boost in 26. I think a lot of people will do so, but I think it's people who've got a better bench than me. I don't really love the idea of bench boosting with Liveramento and Dawson, unless I take a couple of hits to get there. So bench boost 26 is definitely an option for people who are better set up with their benches than I am. I think another option as well for everyone is you could wildcard now. If your team is a bit of a mess or you're not happy with it or you really want to attack give me 24, 25, 26, 27 you could wildcard now because we do have a decent amount of information and we can also predict as well we, we know the other teams that still have games to be rearranged so the beauty I think of, of the next couple of weeks is a lot of people are going to go in different directions you know some people will wildcard now some will wildcard later there'll be triple captains in 26 there'll be bench boost in 26 there'll be free hits played all over the place so I think that makes it exciting and what it means is especially if you're if you're not where you want to be in your mini league or in the rankings at the moment there's huge ground to be made up over the next couple of game weeks if you play it smartly and if luck is in your favor so yeah looking forward to next few weeks there was a few questions from people 
And I know these people tend to get ignored on, on podcasts and stuff. You know, what do you do if you've only got one free hit? What do you do if you don't have your wild card left and stuff like that? But it's like I said at the start, it's hard for me to answer because I haven't really been going in with that mindset, given that I've, you know, I, I've got all my chips. So I haven't really thought about it from that side. Again, the main thing is just sit down with your team, open up the fixtures and, and very quickly you'll you'll figure out what is best for you. I'm trying to think if I just had one free hit, I think it's tricky. It's hard to tell whether you know you play it in the big blank game week or do you play it more aggressively in a double game week. I think give it another you know couple of game weeks, you'll probably have a much better idea of when is best to use it for your team. So just hold on to a free hit for now and then look to probably play it in, in 30 or in one of the big double game weeks later. That's, of course, if you can get through 27 with, with your Arsenal and Liverpool players on the bench. Question from Ryan. How many hits is it worth taking to play a bench boost? And Ryan asks, what about a minus four or a minus eight? So yeah, this is my scenario as well. You know, I could, instead of triple captain Salah, and we've got to remember, if you triple captain Salah, you know, you're only getting a third extra of the points because you're going to captain him anyway. So let's say, let's say you captain Salah. Let's say you triple captain Salah and he gets you 30 points in the double game week. If you don't triple captain him, you're going to get 20 points because you're going to captain him anyway. So you're you're losing out on 10 points effectively against those who triple captain him. So it's not huge. The the triple captain chip, like all the chips really, they get overvalued. Um, so you know don't be don't be set in stone on Salah triple captain. I've seen a few people mention Trent Alexander-Arnold triple captain. You know, perfectly viable as well if you look back on his scores this season and how many double digit scores he's got. Uh, and the fixtures are good there as well. So what I might look at before the deadline on Tuesday, I might have a look at what a bench boost squad would look like for me in Gimme 26. And of course, it would mean probably a minus four or a minus eight before then. So I need to weigh all that up. Or do I just play it simple and triple captain Salah? I think most likely I will stick to the Salah plan. But it's very, I think it's very important for all of us these days to, to look at the other options, you know, look at what other people are doing. You might stumble upon something that you hear elsewhere or you read elsewhere that you didn't think about yourself that might actually be the best thing to do for your squad. So be flexible always with everything in FPL. How many hits? Yeah, I'd be quite happy to take, you know, between now and game week 26, you know, that's a couple of game weeks away. I'd quite happily take a minus four both game weeks. I would probably even go as far as a minus 12 between now and then to play a bench boost. But, you know, with those minus fours, you're not bringing in just players for game week 26. They're going to have good fixtures beforehand and ideally good fixtures afterwards as well. So you get a lot of time to get those hits back. Yeah, but totally open to bench boosting with a couple of hits because the best thing about the bench boost is I always say it the best thing about it is getting it out of the way because then you open the door to just invest all your cash in your starting 11 for the rest of the season in particular if you're planning to wildcard soon it's quite nice to get the bench boost out of the way let's say you wildcard then 27 or 28 you put all your cash into the starting 11 and you don't have to worry too much about your bench for the rest of the season because the bench boost is already out of the way so yeah weigh it all up and decide what route you want to take question from fpl commander what do you think of free hit in game week 26 to have at least a strong 11 who all have a double game week as opposed to the crowd of triple captain salah as part of a trip chip strategy so yeah like i said earlier I've already got seven double Gimme 26 players, which is great. And I've got four free transfers between now and then. So I can quite easily get to 11 double Gimme players, which is why free hit is not in my mind for Gimme 26. But if you're a manager who has maybe only one or two double Gimme 26 players at the moment, and you feel like it's a good double game week, 
I'm not convinced it is. Maybe, you know, Liverpool and Arsenal is okay. Apart from that, the fixtures are not amazing. But if you really want to attack it and, you, and you're not feeling triple cap and seller, then again, you do what's right for your team. If you feel like a free hit and give me 26 is going to get you lots and lots of points, absolutely go ahead and do it. Question from FPL Mystique. Bruno, Salah, KDB, Ronaldo, Kane and Son. Which two or three, including a hokey cokey, do you see as the most effective players to own from game weeks 24 to 27? If I'm going to pick out two off the bat here, I think Salah, but not necessarily this game week. I think game week 25 and game week 26 is when you want to own Salah. Definitely give me 26 for, for the big double game week when lots of people are going to triple captain them. I think we can wait until game week 26 because of the way things have fallen with fixtures for Manchester United having the double in game week 25. I, I don't really want to go into another double game week without Bruno Fernandes. And I think that's the way I'm leaning. So I'm leaning towards getting Bruno this week to have him in place for double game week 25 and then go Bruno to Salah in game week 26. So I think those two are right up there as the standouts, along with Kevin De Bruyne. I think if you've got Kevin De Bruyne, you definitely keep him now for the Brentford game this week, and I would captain him. I think he's probably the best captain this week. City have a good fixture, game week 25 as well, so you could keep Kevin De Bruyne for two game weeks and then move to Salah afterwards. So that's another option I'm looking at. I could swerve Bruno this week, and I could get Kevin De Bruyne instead for captaincy for the next two game weeks. Uh, but again, probably leaning towards Bruno. The other options, Ronaldo, you know, I own him, but I don't love owning him. It's quite hard to justify buying him at the moment. He's He's been really poor last couple of game weeks. Never really looks like scoring when he, when he's on the pitch. I think Bruno is, has become the better FPL option. I do think the double up is fine for the double game week, but I wouldn't be, you know, ripping my team up to do so. Harry Kane and Son, they've got a double game week as well. The fixtures are not amazing, but they've got a couple of okay fixtures before that as well. I, I just feel like... I feel like we might have our Harry Kane back just on recent performances. I think he's got two goals in the cup as well at the weekend. Just feels like he's starting to purr again and could become a very explosive FPL option. So good to have him on the menu as well. And Hyungman Son obviously back from injury, who I always love. But I think a lot of people will swerve Son for Bruno, KDB, and then Salah, give me 26. Now, I think a lot of managers will still buy Salah this week. It's it's not ideal, you know, the, the Cup of Nations finished on Sunday, obviously Salah very emotional after the game. When will he be back? Will it be Monday? Will it be Tuesday? Will it be Wednesday? The Liverpool game's on Thursday. So I think if you're buying Salah this week, you really want to captain him against Leicester. But there's enough doubt there for me that he won't start, given the travel. And not just that, he played 120 minutes was it three or four times for Egypt? So he's, he's going to be exhausted. So I, I'd be quite surprised if he's in the starting 11. I would expect to see him on the bench or, or maybe even given the night off. Let's face it, Liverpool will beat Leicester without Salah anyway, given how poor they've been recently. So I don't want to buy Salah if I'm not going to captain him really this week. And, and I do have that fear that he'll get 20 minutes, which of course he could do something. But I must prefer using my transfer this week on a Bruno or a KDB who I'm quite confident will play and get you know much more minutes than Salah. So for that reason, and I think a lot of people will do the same, we're going to swear Salah this week, which probably means you're going to swear him for 25 as well, because you're going to focus your transfers on Manchester United players. And then we hope that Salah doesn't do much against Leicester and Burnley. Then he comes in for the double game week and gets 77 points. Question from FPL Fungus. 
with so many premium assets back in form, is it essential, especially structure-wise, to have a two-premium setup? Or is it still viable to perma-Captain Salah and spread the cash? I think at this stage in the season, you want to have two premiums. I think I'm on Ronaldo and who's the other one at the moment? Yeah, maybe I'm only on one. I'm actually on, only on Ronaldo, but I've got about five million in the bank to, to go from Bernardo out to a premium midfielder. So I will be on two premiums after you know once game week 24 arrives. I think that's the way to go. Given all them players I just mentioned, Bruno Salah, KDB, Ronaldo, Kane, and Son, and there's probably one or two that I that I haven't even mentioned there. There's there's going to be, I think, a bit of jumping around those guys over the next couple of game weeks. So you don't really want to be on just Salah. And then, you know, lots of cheap players where, where it makes it tricky to get those big hitters in. I do think you want to have two premiums at the moment, at least. I think some managers will go all out and have a three premium setup, which could be a bit of a differential as well for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, certainly if you're like me and you've got just one premium at the moment in Ronaldo, you want to look to move to a second one as well. Question from Josh Paxman. Who are the top three defenders to buy ahead of Gimme24, excluding Trent and Cancelo with an unlimited budget? So yeah, obviously Trent and Cancelo are must-haves. You leave them there for the whole season. The other options that come straight to mind are Robertson, who I mentioned. I think he's a very good pick now. Laporte at Manchester City, if you fancy the Manchester City defensive double-up. And again, it's been the case for a few weeks now. We've been focusing our transfers on double game week players, but if we just bought someone like Laporte instead, we'd be probably much better off. Uh, Champions League coming back soon. Could be a better rotation at centre-back, but Laporte thinks he's been having a very good season and should play the majority of games. And if he doesn't play, you know, good chance he gets zero minutes and you get a sub off the bench anyway. So Robertson and Laporte would be my top two picks. The third pick is tricky. I'm going to say Tierney, but only if you can afford to bench him in 25 and you're going to free hit in 27. The other options, Luca Dean, I think is a fantastic buy, even though he doesn't have a, a double game week in the near future. He will have one at some point, just hasn't been rearranged yet. I regret not buying him last game week, game week and I haven't ruled out buying him this game week as well for Alonso. You know, I probably should have done it last week and I'm in the same position this week. Do I do I go Alonso to Luca Dean or do I roll that second transfer for, for Game Week 25. The other option I'm going to throw in here is Dallow. As I mentioned, much higher in my thoughts now at 4.5 million. I think he's a very good option to invest in. So I'm going to say Robertson, Laporte and Tierney. Question from FPL Bafana. Is Rashford a viable alternative to Ronaldo and Bruno as a Manchester attacking option for the next two game weeks? So I mentioned this already uh, in passing. I do think Rashford is a very good alternative if you fancy a differential. Next three games for Manchester United, it's Burnley this week and then it's the double game week of Southampton and Brighton. So those are pretty good fixtures and I do like them as a differential. If you can't afford Ronaldo or Bruno, for example, I would quite happily take a punt on Rashford on recent performances. Question from FPL Composer. Are Crystal Palace options like Olise, Zaha and Edward worth it? They've got good recent underlying statistics, but they're mostly from home games. The next three out of four are away. Is it a bit of a trap or are they worth a punt? Uh, I'm just going to mention this before I forget. Worth noting Connor Gallagher. It's not a double game week for Conor Gallagher in game week 26 because he can't play against his parent club, Chelsea. That doesn't mean he's not a good option because Crystal Palace have the best fixtures over the next three or four game weeks 
of all teams. And I do like them, even though most of their good form has come at home. That wouldn't put me off buying them for the away fixtures. Zaha, huge differential now, given that he's been away for a while. Most FPL managers will have forgotten about him. If you go in early and he performs well, he could be a huge differential for you. I like Edward. Olise, seeing lots of talk about Olise elsewhere, but I'm not convinced, just down to minutes. Obviously a very good player, but there's so much competition at Crystal Palace, which, like I said earlier, kind of puts me off all of them, apart from Gallagher, really. Uh, Gallagher's the safest man for, for 90 minutes. So if I was going for a Crystal Palace attacker, it probably still would be Gallagher, even though he doesn't have that double game week. But again, if you're looking for punts, Crystal Palace is a pretty good place to go. You could even go for a defender, someone like Mitchell at 4.5, uh, you know, play him when he's got good fixtures and play him in the double game week. Question from FPL Canadian. Is it worth holding the Watford strikers for the upcoming double game week? No, is my answer. I just, I, I can't look at Josh King in my team anymore. He hasn't scored since about 1994. Uh, we, you know, we've got that carrot dangling in front of us again now. Double game week in 26 for Watford, which is against Aston Villa. In Crystal Palace, so it's it's not bad, but again, both sides are, are pretty decent. I think the only reason you keep a Watford striker now is if you're focusing your transfers elsewhere, which I think is very likely. You know, the players I mentioned earlier, the Brunos, the, the Kevin De Bruyne's, that's where our transfers are going to be going. And whether we like it or not, the Watford guys, for a lot of people, are probably going to survive on our benches, and then we're going to roll them out again in double game 26. And we know what's going to happen. They're going to get us four points. But yeah, I've got King. He's probably going to survive. Just going to bench him for the next few weeks. He's my eighth attacker. I don't need to start him. And then I'll probably just start him in the double game week and hope for the best. But if you're if you're in a position where you know, you're well set up, maybe you already have the likes of De Bruyne and Bruno and maybe Salah still hanging around your team as well, I would happily lose King or Dennis, even though they've got a double game week coming up. Because I just think they're they're just not they're not great assets. Question from John Hyde. Is it worth thinking outside the box when looking for strikers? For example, Benteke, Edward, Richarlison. Yeah, Edward's getting a lot of love on this podcast today. Benteke, I would stay away. Doesn't get as much minutes as Edward. Richarlison's interesting. We could have a new manager bounce under Frank Lampard. I think Richarlison scored and played well in the FA Cup game. So like him, there's I think Calvert-Lewin is yellow flagged at the moment. So that's one to monitor. Again, if your season's in the toilet, you're looking for a bit of fun. I like Richarlison as a punt. I'll, I'll throw two more in here as well. If you are really thinking outside the box, Newcastle, I think St. Maximin and Chris Wood are decent options as well. On to captaincy for game week 24. Captaincy is quite tricky this week because we've got the Salah question marks. Does he start? Obviously, a lot of us don't own him either, so then we're forced to look elsewhere. I think Kevin De Bruyne is the best captaincy option, but again, a lot of people don't own him. He plays Brentford. If you don't have De Bruyne, I think Cancelo is a great captain this week against Brentford. Salah, if you have him, you've probably got to captain him and hope he starts against Leicester. If not, Jota and Trent are options as well, and Leicester are a mess. You know, those comments from Brendan Rodgers about some players... You know, basically the chapter is coming to an end for some of the Leicester players and him is is worrying if you're a Leicester fan. But good news for us if we've got players playing against Leicester. So I think Jota and Trent are good captaincy candidates as well. You've also got Jared Bowen against Watford. Ronaldo and Bruno are away to Burnley. I mean, I don't love that fixture, but again, probably fine if you don't have the others. 
and Son and Kane are at home to Southampton. So, captaincy, again, I think it's going to be quite spread this week, which is good for the game. De Bruyne best, which is why I'm very tempted to bring him in with captaincy in mind. If I don't bring in De Bruyne, I'll probably end up on a Liverpool player against Leicester, probably Jota or Trent. Game week 24 transfers. I've got two frees. Salah was the plan, but that plan has changed now because I'm not confident that he starts. I can, for free, I can sell Bernardo for any one of Bruno, Kevin De Bruyne or Heungman's son and then roll the other transfer. So that's the way I'm leaning. I'm probably going to save the second transfer and at the moment leaning towards Bruno Fernandes just to get him in place for, for double game week 25 and the Burnley fixture's okay as well. But Kevin De Bruyne, is, he's on my shoulder and he keeps whispering in my ear. He's saying, Mark, I am the best captain for game week 24. So I need to weigh that up for another 24 hours or so. It's going to be Bruno or KDB before the deadline. Rafinha has a yellow flag, but there was no mention of it from Bielsa today, so he's probably going to be okay. Just keep an eye on that as well. The other option is is to use my other free transfer, like I said, sell Alonso and get Luca Dean. The other option is to get Tierney in or Laporte. I think I can afford all three of those guys. So most likely though, just one transfer for me and then roll the other. Before I finish up, I want to mention a very special event that has taken place the week after the season finishes. Tickets are on sale for the Game Week 39 North v South charity football match, which will take place in Birmingham on Saturday the 28th of May. Some of the biggest names in the FPL community will be taken to the field in what is sure to be a great day and night. Tickets are just £5 and all proceeds will be going to the Street Child United charity. To get your hands on tickets, go to Twitter at... Game Week 39 FPL. So it's at GW39 FPL, and that will bring you to a link where you can buy a ticket. And even if you're not going, donate to the charity. If you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full time FPL content creator, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL General or just Google FPL General Patreon and you'll find it. For the price of a coffee per month, you can support a guy living his dream. If you haven't listened to them yet, check out the Elite Manager series. We released two more episodes during the break with FPL Editor and Zofar from the FPL Wire podcast. Two more excellent episodes. Best of luck for Game Week 24, folks, and I'll talk to you again later in the week ahead of Game Week 25. The Athletic.